Before I begin this episode, I would like to first of all say that I realize that this episode is going to be one that is going to cause a little controversy if the right people hear it. I realize that I also may be in a minority with what I'm about to talk about, but I believe that what I'm about to say is correct, but I'm willing to be held accountable and my mind changed if I'm wrong. So stay tuned. The Dr. Matters podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Doctrine Matters podcast, a tool to help believers rediscover true biblical doctrine and to help them understand and live out their faith in their homes, in their churches, and in their communities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get right to it. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Doctrine Matters podcast, where we are going to be talking about something that is very controversial if it were to get into the right people's hands, if they were to see this, hear this, or just hear somebody talking about it. It's going to be something that is going to be very controversial. But before I get to the controversial statements of what I'm about to say today on this episode, what I want to do is first and foremost tell you that before we begin to dissect and understand child transitioning, we must first understand the biblical, just the biblical truth that God created male and female. Genesis one twenty seven, the very first chapter of the very first book of the Bible, male and female, he created them. So first and foremost, right out of the gate, before we begin this conversation, before we begin talking about this topic, we have to understand that by design, God himself created male and female. Now, nowhere in the Bible does it say that we create male or female. And listen, let's just be candid here. When we procreate, it is not even us that procreates. I mean, we can do what it takes, but God forms and knits everything together. Everything has to happen exactly like it's supposed to happen for a child to be born. And when that child is conceived, God himself has given that child a gender. It is either male or female. Now, we've talked about this on this episode, on this podcast quite a few times now about gender and, and just all of the things that are happening in our world as it relates to gender. And it's just one crazy thing after another, it seems like. But let me just tell you where I've come to today. So we have the truth, the biblical truth, the biblical. Uh, we see it right there. I've already talked about it. We have this in the back of our mind. Actually, let's keep it in the forefront of our mind. Let's remember that God created male and female. Again, we've talked about this a couple of times already. We've talked about the uh, slight chance that there could be a, a person born with both parts. What do you do? In short, you counsel the family well, biblically and and walk with them through the process. But uh, none of us can play God when it comes to our children. So let me just set this up with that in, in the forefront of our mind. And some of you will check out as soon as I say this, but hang with me. Uh, some of you will say, yes, I've seen it too. So I, I just watched the documentary this morning, What is a Woman? Matt Walsh, went all over the world to try to figure out what is a woman. So I watched this and just, when I, just this is going to be separate. Just kind of what is a woman? Nobody really could say what a woman is 
uh, especially on the liberal side. When you start thinking about people that are on the liberal side of things, the ones that are really standing with and for the LGBTQ community and transgender rights and uh, even transitioning. And that's what we're going to get into here in just a minute. But all of these people that stand on that side of the aisle, none of them really could articulate or define what a woman truly is. Really, all that they had to say was they were stumped. And, and basically every idea or every answer was the same. It's kind of how you want it to be. Whatever you want a woman to be is kind of how a woman is defined in their minds. And I'm talking about doctors, pediatricians. We're talking about um, professors at colleges. Go figure. Uh, all sorts of people, all different types of people on that side of the aisle could not articulate what a woman truly is. And that's where we have to understand what a woman truly is. It is not some of this, some of these things that some of these things that they've come up with in their minds to where uh, women can be whatever you want it to be, kind of like they've done the whole gender thing where you can be whatever gender you want to be. Gender is a social construct. So therefore, now that being a woman is sort of the same thing, it's a social construct. It's whatever you want it to be. It's whatever truth you want it to be. It's whatever you think a woman is. It's kind of that postmodern world that we live in now, right? Your truth is your truth. My truth is mine. And you can't tell me mine is not truth because everybody's truth is truth to them type thing. Right. So we have this idea that nobody knows what a woman is and nobody knows what true gender is anymore. And I, I will just tell you, if you don't already know that gender and sex are one kind of one in the same. Uh, you were assigned a, a gender at male or female. He created them. Right. So we have this whole this whole culture that can't figure that out, that doesn't understand that. They want, to, they want to buck against God's standard and God's design so they can come up with their own social norms and their own social cues. And these things are so far removed from the Bible that it's pitiful. So that leads me into what really I want to talk about today on this episode, Really, and really the only reason I want to talk about it is because I'm really fired up about it. So let's think about in terms of children. So I've seen a lot of these things, and maybe you have too on social media. I've seen boys and girls alike say this. They grew up to be men or women, and they said, when I was a child, I loved to play. So this this woman now may be saying this. When I was a child, I loved to play with uh, dirt. I loved to play with trucks in the dirt. I loved to play with balls and, and, and play kickballs and, and play sports and all of these things, and I was a tomboy. I'm so glad that my parents didn't transition me to a female or to a male rather. I think you get the picture. Uh, you, you understand what I'm saying. And then you may have a, a boy or a man that grew up and said, when I was a child, I played with Barbie dolls with my sisters. I, I, I played with an easy bake oven. I did all these things. I'm so glad that my parents didn't transition me to a female because children are much different than adults. So which brings me to the adults that think their kids are old enough to choose what they want to be. First of all, even if you're an adult, you don't have the right or the prerogative to choose what you want to be when it comes to your gender, male or female. God has assigned that to you even before your birth, not even at birth, before your birth, before you came out of your mother's womb. Now, the liberal side, the left side likes to argue that, that it's not even a child in the womb. It's not. And that's where we have this whole pushback on abortion is why the left says, keep your hands off my body, keep your bands off my body, and keep all of these things off my body, because this is mine, and this is not a separate human being, and it, it is not a separate human being until it comes out 
of the womb and breathes air for the first time and cries for the first time. And even then, some of them would say that it isn't even a child until it learns or begins to walk or read or, or learn things. So it just keeps getting more absurd the more down the rabbit hole you go with certain people and certain things. So you have this abortion, uh, this idea of abortion that they don't even think they're kids in the first place. But then when they are kids, they have this idea that they can still do whatever they want to with their children and think that they know best for their children. In many cases, they think their children know. So if you have a boy that gravitates to a Barbie doll or a girl that gravitates toward a Tonka truck and wants to go outside and play in the dirt, they automatically assume and think that their child is choosing what gender they want to be at an early age. And I say that is absurdity. And what is sickening, frustrating, and should be criminalized is when parents take underage children. And when I say underage, I mean under the age of 18. I think now underage should be under 21. Because now, I don't know where to, about this in any other state, but in Arkansas, you can't buy alcohol or nicotine until you're 21 years old. So I would even go far as to say is, until they're 21 years old, they're not an adult. So I think that if you take little boys, little girls, teenagers, and you say as their parents, they want to be a boy if they're a girl or they want to be a girl if they're a boy. And you take them and you begin hormone blockers, puberty blockers, and you begin to transition your children. I believe that should be a criminal. I think it should be criminalized. I think you should be labeled as a criminal. I think you should be. Um, held accountable in a court of law because you are beginning to do things to someone else's body that you wouldn't do if it weren't for this liberal idea of being able to transition and change who you want to be. What I mean by that is you're not going to be able to walk up to somebody, slap them around and cut them with a knife. You can, but you're going to get in trouble for that. You're going to hold, you're going to be held accountable. You're going to go to jail. If you begin cutting on somebody, if you begin to do anything against somebody else's body, you're going to be held accountable. So I believe it is my opinion that if you transition your child, and I mean, even if you start puberty blockers so they won't go through puberty and you give them all these pills and hormone things, and then you begin to change who they are and transition who they are and uh, give them testosterone if they're if they're females and a bunch of estrogen, if they're males. And, and I realize that there's a little bit of those things in everybody. I don't, I don't know the breakdown of that, but I do know that y young boys can begin to develop breasts just by what you give them. And I think that should be a crime. That is an absurd thing to do for someone who is just a child. Even a teenager is just a child and the parents should be held accountable because you have no right over someone else's body. Just like you have no right over anybody in your neighborhood's body, anybody you go to church with body, anybody that is even outside of the, you don't have any right to anybody else's body. And I think that that should be a criminal offense to transition a child and mutilate its body and, there was a I've seen this before, but the 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 thing where you can uh, I can't remember what it's called, but they take all the skin from your forearm and they can literally create a male part for women who are transitioning to males. And they're doing that even with kids. And the problem with this is all of these hormone blockers and all of these uh, pills and hormones that they're giving them. 
there has been no long-term studies. Why? Because this has just become a thing in recent years where this transitioning, transgender, all of these things has just become really popular. Let me say it that way in recent years. So they've got all of these medicines on the market that have no long-term studies. So they don't know anything about the side effects. And then not to mention the, the side effects from the, the medicine they're taking, not to mention the physical and the psychological toll it's going to take on a child when you begin to change their entire complex and makeup of, of who they are from man, from boy to girl or girl to boy, whatever the case may be, you're going to psychologically ruin that person. As a matter of fact, on this documentary, there was a, a woman, uh, a woman that transitioned to a man and he get, she is really a she, but looks like a he. She gets infections three to four months, three or three every three or four months. There's all kind of pills that she has to continue to take, and she hated it. She was a depressed, upset, frustrated person because of the decision that she made. So if we can see that adults are making this type of uh, frustrated. Uh, just they wish they'd have never done it. If we can see this in adults, what makes us think it's okay to let ch men and women do this to small boys and girls to begin to transition children, those of under the age of 21, I would say. So if it's that big a deal, there's no long-term studies. So you could be killing your child and not even know it. And, and second, again, I mentioned the psychological aspect of this. There are many studies that show that members of the LGBTQ, particularly the transgender side of this, and I can imagine as they transition from one to the other, the psychological toll, the suicide rate is high. And listen, it's not because they're being bullied. It's not because they're being picked on. I, there is not a gay person, trans person, or even somebody who is transitioned that I would ever pick on on purpose. Now, I know there's people out there that do. I would never call them names. I would never be rude to them on purpose. I would never drive them to hate themselves. But what I would do is preach the gospel to them, lay out the Bible and the biblical context for all of these things and tell them that I believe what they did was wrong, but that doesn't mean that I hate them or that I don't care about them or don't even love them. Because the fact that I would tell them that what they did was wrong and I don't support that and I don't support your pronouns and I don't support these things. That is different. That is not hate. That's not bullying. But then again, our world is conflating these things and they're kind of running these things together. So if you just say, I disagree with you, people are taking that as hate speech these days and letting that drive them to their safe spaces and their puppies. But that is not hate. And that should not drive someone to commit suicide. What drives them to commit suicide is the fact that they have done this to their bodies or somebody else has done this to their bodies because they are now not who they were made to be by God, because we can't take what God has designed as perfect. Now, let me hear me here. We live in a fallen world. We know that not everything is perfect, but by design made in God's image, the way that God has shaped us, created us, formed us. He has made us with a particular set of eyes, a, a particular nose. Uh, we're going to be a, a particular body type. And even more specific is we are male or female. So we can't think that we can naturally take that away and then feel okay about ourselves. It's easy to blame people. It's easy to say, well, it's your fault. It's your fault for bullying me. It's your fault for disagreeing with me. It's your fault that you're not on this side of the aisle with me. So therefore I'm depressed because of you. It doesn't work that way. Life isn't that easy. 
It's not, it's not that easy just to pinpoint your frustrations and failures and shortcomings and the things that you have gone through bodily and blame it on somebody else just because they disagree with you. But that's the problem. It's the whole chemical makeup of your body that has changed, which naturally would drive somebody into depression. Now, there are a lot of people that would probably, oh, that can probably walk around and pretend like they are okay with everything. But in the end, at the, it, when, if you were to peel back the layers, like peeling back an onion, you would probably find that they're miserable underneath. It's because you're taking what God designed as good, what God designed as great, and you're changing it completely. And that should not be because that is not who God created you to be. So just as there are a lot of abolitionists that are calling for the criminalization of the mothers who commit abortion and even the fathers that are pushing them to do this, I now would say we should push for the criminalization of parents who willfully and, and knowingly transition their child from male to female or female to male. And I will stand by that because after I see people who have gone through this and I've seen the the physical abuse that they have had to endure and I see the psychological abuse that they are enduring because of their the, because of their choice that they made when they were older, uh, you you can see that it's not for a child. You're going to it's ultimately going to end the child's life earlier rather than later, in my opinion. Number one because we don't have long-term studies to show the effects on these children when they go through these hormone blockers and, and all these things. And number two, the psychological aspect. Can you imagine they even showed on this documentary of uh, it, it was a botched thing. And ultimately they, they cut off the genitalia of this young boy and, and they told him he was a girl and he grew up, but he realized that that's not who I am. I don't want to be a girl. I'm not supposed to be. I don't feel like I'm a girl. He wasn't, he was born a male. And ultimately, this this young man took his own life because I, I can't imagine just the psychological pressure it, it and toll it takes on somebody when you do this. So when we see the short term effects that we're seeing and leave the long term effects out of it because we don't have them, we just have the short term effects and what we're seeing. Why do we continue? To, why do people continue to think that it's OK and that it's um going to get better because it's not going to get better. The problem is Romans chapter one. We've talked about this before at length. They're suppressing the truth that there is a God and their unrighteousness, and they're trying to reconstruct society based off of what somebody else says and what they think. So if they can reconstruct society in a way that is not going to call them sinners, then that's what sinners are going to do. And that's what we see. So everybody that is interviewed about what is a woman, everybody that has a, a role to play in this from doctors to psychologists to uh, professors at a college, everybody that has a role to play in this wants to be God themselves. They want society to look a certain way. They don't want anybody to be held accountable. They don't want to be told no. You shouldn't be able to tell anybody no. You shouldn't be able to tell anybody that what they have to say is not true. You shouldn't be able to tell them that that's false, that there is uh, something better and greater out there. Whatever you think of in your head is what's going to be right. Now, here's the problem with that. They think that that's going to create a far better world, that everybody is just going to have their own truth and live together and everybody's going to be great and happy and get along. Well, the problem is when you go against God's standards in such a blatant way, and let me just say this, if you go against God's standards at all, 
Like if you're just going against God's standards, you are going to find yourself in a bad place. You're never going to have that peace and that comfort and that uh, awesome society that you're searching for because you're bucking against God's standard and against God's design for the human race. We are all created to worship. And many of us that are believers, we're worshiping the triune God of the Bible. Others are worshiping creatures, images themselves. They're worshiping the culture, whatever they can worship. They're wor- Everybody worships. It's just a matter of who you're worshiping or what you're worshiping. And I'm afraid these people that are giving in to this transitioning thing, they're worshiping the culture, they're worshiping their own thoughts and emotions, and they're going to they're, they're gonna have, um, for lack of a better phrase, they're going to have hell to pay in the long run and even the short run because we're already seeing it. And I know, I know, I know that this is unpopular to some, but even to the, to you believers, you may say, well, crim- uh, pressing charges and bringing parents into a court of law because they've transitioned their kids is a little harsh. Well, we will disagree there because I think they should be held accountable. I think they should serve time in jail. And I think that they should have a harsh punishment for mutilating children. Um, and, and, and it's, it's, it's something that I, I, until you, until God changes my mind, I'm wide open for you to help me understand where I may be falling short here. Uh, and, and before you tell me, I, I sound like I hate people or I hate trans people, or I hate those who have transitioned or I hate gay people. I can tell you, I don't I believe I already have in this episode. I do not hate anyone. Uh, I do hate the ideology. I hate uh, the methodology. Uh, there are a lot of things that I do have a a righteous indignation about, but I don't hate the person. The, the Bible, I believe, we can make a case that God hates. Psalm chapter 5 and Proverbs chapter 6, there are people and types of people that God hates, a lying tongue, uh, uh, somebody that sows discord. We talked about that briefly in my little drive time episode last time. Uh, but we can make a case that God hates people, but the Bible never tells us that we should hate people regardless of their, uh, where they fall on the the rainbow spectrum, whether they're a believer, whether they agree with the same theology we, we hold to, uh, we're not called to hate. So matter of fact, if we hate our enemies, then we can't teach them the gospel. We can't pray that God would save them. Um, and that's why the Bible tells us to heap coals upon their heads, even our enemies. So no, I don't hate anybody. And you may say, well, that sounds harsh and it may be harsh. It should be harsh because mutilating children that are born that actually are able to be born, mutilating them in the womb is one thing, mutilating them outside the womb is another thing, but they're kind of one in the same. It's the liberal mindset that I'll do what I want to do. This is mine, not yours. Keep your hands off of it. Keep your laws out of it and let me live my life in my postmodern world because nobody can tell me what I'm doing is wrong. I will tell you 100 times a day, 3,000 days in a row, all day, every day that you're wrong and you should be held accountable. The good news is about this, unless these parents who are transitioning their children in such a a brutal, barbaric way, um, unless these parents turn to Christ in repentance and faith, they will be held accountable. They will be held accountable on judgment day when Christ returns and judges the world. 
and those who are not in Christ will have to depart from the presence of Christ, and they will receive their just punishment in the lake of fire for eternity, and uh, they will be held accountable that way. But I do think, and I don't know how you would go about doing it. I'm not well-versed in law, but I do think that we should hold parents accountable on this side of eternity if they allow their children to transition because it's the parents that's going to have to take them to the doctor visits. It's the parents that's giving them the medicine. It's the parents that's signing away everything saying, yes, you can give my daughter a penis. Uh, yes, you can remove my son's penis. You can do whatever you need to do because this is what they want to be. I wanted to be a major league baseball player, but here I am. <laughs> Although I'm a little old to be a, old to be a baseball player now. Uh, I never was in the major leagues. I didn't even finish high school baseball. So kids can want to be a lot of things, but that doesn't give the right for parents to make that happen. And you may say, well, you're talking about baseball and gender. <sighs> Nothing really different. It's about the same. I wanted to be this. I wasn't because I wasn't designed to be that God didn't uh, give me the skills I needed to be a baseball player. Just like he's not going to give your son or daughter what it takes to be something different than he created. So we shouldn't help them along to do that. Yeah, I get it. It breaks down my analogy because I can do all I can do. My parents can help me be a better baseball player. They can help me throw better. I've got coaches that can help me do these things, but we're talking about what I wanted to be in my mind as a child. Just like you can think, well, I want to, they're playing with Barbie dolls in their mind. They want to be a girl if they're a boy. No, it doesn't work like that. You know, I can wish in one hand, want in the other, see which one fills up faster, whatever. Uh, I believe that's what I was told. Told, Actually, that's not how it was told to me. I'm saying it in a little more uh, G-rated. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll say it that way. Wish in one hand, want in the other. And uh, you can figure that out if you don't know it. Um, but yeah. So yeah, my, my, my stance is, so that just so we're clear, I believe as an abolitionist that there should be criminalization for someone who commits an abortion inside the womb that mutilates that child inside the womb. And I believe in criminalization for those who mutilate their children outside of the womb as well. And that's where I'm at. And I'd love to hear what you say. I'd love for you to comment below and tell me what you think. Do you think that that's too harsh? Do you think that's not harsh enough? Do you think I'm right on and saying that we should criminalize transitioning children? Um, I think we should outlaw it, make it illegal. I know some states have stopped that and, and, and won't allow it until a certain age. But still, I don't think it should be allowed ever at any age. I don't think it should be allowed if it's going to be allowed until they're at least an adult of consenting age. And I say that is at least 21, in my opinion. Uh, but I think it should be never. I don't think you should ever transition into what you were not born to be. Throw this garbage of social constructs and gender out the window. Male or female, God created them. Not a mother, not a father. Not a grandmother, not an aunt, not an uncle, not a guardian, not yourself, male and female. He, Genesis 127, he 
created them. So the same way that we opened it is the same way we'll close it. God creates male and female, not us. We should definitely criminalize, make it a crime for parents to transition children. It's barbaric. It is terrible. It's awful. And it should never happen under our watch. Unfortunately, it does. And one day, those parents will pay a just penalty. They will receive a just reward. And uh, that is judgment for eternity. So tell me what you think. Leave a comment, uh, like, share, subscribe, do all those things. Um, Tell me I'm (laughs) an idiot. Tell me I'm foolish. Uh, Tell me that I'm way off here, but I don't think I am. And uh, if you want to bring your best argument to help me change my mind on this, I'm willing to listen. So until next time, thank you for listening. Uh, Pray for these folks. Pray for these folks. Pray for those. Pray for these folks. Pray for these children and pray for these folks that have this uh, liberal mindset about gender and all these other things. So until next time, God bless.